Well, again, we're so grateful that you're here to worship with us tonight, especially those of you that are guests. And whether you are a member of our church or a guest, I'm assuming for any of us during this busy season of the year, it's, it's hectic. There are schedules to keep. There are lists to be checked off. And with the nice, balmy 65 or 70 degrees, Nashvillians, we might have even forgotten that tomorrow is Christmas Day. So there's a lot going on, and as fast as things move, and as preoccupied as our hearts and minds are, if you will allow me, what I would love to do is I would love to remind us of the reason that we've gathered here this evening and what we will be celebrating tomorrow. So if you will, I want you to relax and make yourself comfortable for the next couple of minutes, and I'd love to read to you the Christmas story from the New Testament, Luke a follower of Jesus who wrote and recorded for us how this day and this season and this moment of celebration came to be. So I'm going to read from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 14. Let me read this for us. It says, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole Roman Empire should be registered. And this first registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Let me pause right there for just a moment. In the Roman Empire, Caesar Augustus, the, the king or the emperor, wanted a decree or a census to take place to determine how big his kingdom was and how much authority he might have over how many subjects. As we just read, Joseph and Mary, who lived in Nazareth, they made their way the nearly 90-mile trip to Bethlehem for the census to be registered there. And while they were there, Mary went into labor with the child that she was carrying. God's people had been waiting on the arrival of God in the flesh the word Messiah means the promised one. They had been waiting for God to come to earth in the flesh. So they had long awaited this foretold moment. Now what's interesting about Bethlehem is Bethlehem was most likely not the place that anyone would have guessed the Christ child would arrive. If we had been living then, it, it would not be the place we would imagine the Christ child or God in the flesh would arrive. Bethlehem was a backwater town. It really was of no significance on the edge of the Roman Empire. And there wasn't much about it that would draw your attention to it. Now the song, O Little Town of Bethlehem, romanticizes the quaint intimacy of Bethlehem. But the song has done that. There was nothing about the city or the town that we would really write home about. And nobody really showed up at a holiday party announcing, we're from Bethlehem and we're here Using that as a calling card didn't really get you anywhere. So it's a very peculiar choice that God would choose Bethlehem as the place where Mary would give birth to the Son of God. But God chose to introduce a Savior of the world in the most unlikely and, if you will, obscure 
and seemingly, seemingly insignificant of areas in all the world. And the whole reason Bethlehem and its people became significant in the first place is because God chose for his son to make his grand arrival there. You know, there's something I love about the Christmas story that these first few verses remind us, that the arrival of Jesus is good news of great joy for all peoples because the people in Bethlehem gained significance and importance when Christ arrived there. Not because of what they had done, not because of what they had earned, not because of what they could acquire or accomplish, but because God chose them and that location to bring his son into the world. And the arrival of Jesus is good news of great joy and excitement for all peoples. And much like it was then, some of us may feel like we're, we're working hard and toiling and in obscurity and no one sees what we're doing and we're not really sure if our contribution to the world or our community or, or even in our workplace matters. Does anyone see? Is anyone aware? And listen, as long as there's a Bethlehem and as long as there's the good news and the story of Jesus arriving there, your work, your life, the circumstances that you find yourself in, they are not insignificant and your life's not insignificant because Christ has come and he first came to Bethlehem and he arrives in our circumstances and in our lives, and he brings great joy that our lives and our work and this world matters. Let's continue reading. It says in verse 8, In the same region shepherds were staying out in the fields, and they were keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. For look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy. There's that phrase I've been using, good news of of great joy that will be for all the people, not just some or not just a few, but for all the people. For today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be the sign for you that this is, this is true, it's happened. You'll find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger or a feeding trough. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people whom he favors. You know, in first century Jerusalem, a very religious society where religion and the rituals and tradition of religion were important, uh, shepherds were not necessarily important in that work as we might imagine they would be. Shepherds were not necessarily in the middle of everything that God was doing. In Bethlehem, they worshipped God by offering sacrifices at the temple, and they needed temple sacrifices, and they would often sacrifice sheep in the midst of their worship. And so six miles outside of Jerusalem was a little town called Bethlehem where shepherds raised sheep for the temple sacrifices. But shepherding was not as glamorous and as glorious as some might think it is as we sing these songs about the shepherds and keeping watch over their sheep and their flocks by night. Sheep may look cute and cuddly, but they honestly are smelly and dirty. And so shepherding was a smelly, dirty, thankless role and responsibility. And because of that, the shepherds were not invited into the city to the house of worship. Shepherds weren't esteemed highly. They weren't invited into house parties and gatherings. And oftentimes, even the religious leaders kept them at a distance. I think it's fair to say, no judgment, I'm not speaking ill will of the shepherds, but they were marginalized. They were outsiders. They were on the outside looking in, and people looked down on them. 
I don't know if you've ever felt that way, if you felt like you don't look the part or fit the part or you feel as if you don't measure up in some way to what the standard is. But if you do, the shepherds certainly knew how that felt. They could resonate with what it felt like to have people looking at them on the outside. And that's why it's so fascinating that God chose these shepherds. It says they were watching over their flock by night just outside of Bethlehem on the hills of Bethlehem when an angel of the Lord stood above them and said, don't be afraid. It must have been startling for them, but the good news of not being afraid was that I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. The shepherds who were marginalized and outsiders on the outside looking in were the first people that God chose to reveal the good news of the arrival of his son, God in the flesh in the manger in Bethlehem. These shepherds were not only the first people to hear this good news, they were the first people to go see it and then to tell others about it. Can you imagine what would happen when the shepherds ran to see and the rest of the chapter tells us they found Jesus lying in a manger just like it had been said. And then they went into the city and they told everybody who would listen, God has come and the Christ child is here. Can you imagine those religious leaders who felt like they had it all together? When they saw these shepherds rolling into town announcing this good news, he had not come to the religious people or the people who thought they had it all together. He had come to those who were marginalized and on the outskirts of town to say, your life now carrying this message has purpose and has significance because the arrival of Jesus truly is good news of great joy for all the people. There's not a life in this room that doesn't gain significance because of the arrival of Jesus Christ. Your life has purpose, it has meaning, it has significance. The shepherds did, not because of what they could do, not because of what they could offer for God, but because he had come to them. And that's the good news of great joy of the Christmas message, that God has come to us. Not that we have to work our way to him, but that he's come to us. The arrival of Jesus is good news of great joy in all places, all circumstances, and to all people. And that's the message of the Christmas season. I don't want us to miss that. I don't want us to overlook that. Listen, I am eager, and the anticipation is building of giving and exchanging gifts. And I can't wait for that first cup of coffee in the morning to sit back and celebrate with friends and family, as many of you may be doing as well. I, I love all of that, and I look forward to all of that. But tonight, we've gathered as God's people to be reminded He is our God, and He is here with us. And the guarantee of that is Jesus Christ who brings great news of good joy, significance, meaning, and purpose to all places and to all people in this room. And I pray you would be encouraged by that. Maybe you haven't heard that lately. Maybe no one's told you that. But you matter because Christ has come to us. And so I mentioned earlier in the service, there are children in the room, and there are wiggles in the room, and there's noises in the room. And one of the things we love to do at Christmas time, and especially at our Christmas Eve service, is, is we love to put on display the story of the shepherds receiving this good news. And so in just a moment, you're going to hear more movement in the room as students and children in our church put on display what it would have been like for those shepherds to hear this good news and the significance and the meaning that came to their lives. So let me lead us in a prayer, just briefly, 